proclaiming the soon return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, preparing the people for the kingdom of heaven, preserving the posterity for the glory of God. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kid David podcast, brought to you by the Watchman of the Wall Ministries. My name is Charles, and I am encouraged in the Lord. And I want you to be encouraged in the Lord. We live in a day and age where it is so important that we believe and hear the voice of God each time we get an opportunity, because it is every word that proceeds from the mouth of God that will sustain us and keep us from falling to the devil's temptations and his traps and his and his schemes. And so I welcome you to this podcast. I encourage you to get ready to receive a word from God. God wants to speak to you, listener. He wants you to hear him clearly because he knows that it's his voice, his words, his presence that will give you the strength to stand in this evil day. So welcome to the podcast. While I'm welcoming you, I'm going to welcome my brother and my trusted partner in the ministry, Scott. Scott, say hello to everyone. Uh, hello to everyone that's listening. It's, it's, it is a joy and a pleasure to, to always be here. I find so much strength in this podcast and I'm, you know, just an excitement. I can't wait till the next one to be in the next one. Uh, Charles, it's, it's been an awesome, amazing uh, run, ride, whatever adjective you want to use. It's, it's been amazing. I don't know how many more of these we'll get to do or, or, you know, this could very well be the last one. Who knows? We could keep doing this another year. Who knows? But each one of them is just a, a blessing and an encouragement. It's an oasis. And I think that's what me and you pray for on these podcasts. I always, I always get the, um, picture in my mind when we're about to do these things of Jesus and the woman at the well. I always get this picture because it's my heart's desire. I'm, I think it's yours that each one of these little podcasts that we do can give drink to a thirsty soul in this day and age. I know these thirsty souls out there. I run into them all the time. They're struggling. They're thirsty. They're dry. They're empty. But I'm just thankful that God will he, he comes into the podcast. He speaks in the podcast. His presence is in the podcast. And if you want to drink today, whatever time you're listening to this podcast, if you want to drink, I'm talking spiritually, that'll fill a soul, then partake of the drink that's here. I'm not too nervous. I'm tooting what the Holy Spirit does. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I thank God for another opportunity to represent him to be a productive part of the kingdom of God, to use my gifts, my talents, my abilities to somehow bless my brothers and sisters to be, uh, you know, useful to God, to, to do what I can to help others make it home to heaven. Scott, that's what it's all about. You said earlier, just a few seconds ago, this might be very well the last one we do. And Scott, it, you know, it's my prayer and I've, I've encouraged you to do this more than once, but if we take this podcast with the attitude, this may be the last opportunity that we have to speak to the listener, 
then we will obey the spirit. It will be powerful. It will be life changing. It will be exactly what God wants the listener to hear. So I want you to pray in a moment that we will take that opportunity to speak as if this were the last opportunity that we will have to speak to the listener and for the Holy Spirit to have his way in this podcast and for God to speak exactly what he wants the listener to hear and always, as usual, pray for the listener and their needs and obey the Spirit while you pray. But before you pray, I do want to share a scripture that was laid on my heart right before we began to record this podcast. It's found in Luke 21. Now, this is the scriptures that Jesus was speaking to his disciples about the end of the age and what would be going on right before his return. And it states, starting in verse 25, there will be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. So there's going to be a lot of things that are happening at the end of the age that's going to signify the return of the Lord. There's going to be signs in the heavens and signs on the earth. There's going to be all kinds of distress of nations. There's going to be the sea with the waves roaring. You know, we've been seeing these things come to pass already. But the next scripture is the one that I believe really signifies what's going to be happening at the end of the age. That's going to be one of the key signs that we should recognize that the Lord's return is near. It says men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Now, Scott, I posted recently, and and, uh, I hope that it goes farther than I can send it, but I posted recently on Facebook about a storm coming. And I believe there is a storm coming. Maybe there's going to be a storm coming that will be physically manifested on this earth, across the earth, and I believe that's true. But there's a spiritual storm coming that's going to shake the very foundations of this earth. And it's going to be motivated out of fear. Mm -hmm. The enemy's greatest tool right now, what he's unleashed upon this earth, what he's using at the moment to motivate everyone to react the way they do is fear. Mm -hmm. Fear will make you do things that you normally wouldn't do. Fear will cause you to make a choice and it may not be the right one. Mm-hmm. Fear is unfortunately what the enemy is using right now to change laws, to take away freedoms, to cause the changes that he wants to see occur in the earth with those distress of nations. And I want to encourage everyone that what Scott and I are attempting to do on this podcast is get you to a place where you're not motivated by fear, but you're motivated by faith. That you're not motivated by what you can see with your eyes and your senses tell you, but your heart 
is focused and centered on God and your relationship with God is in such a place where you have joy and peace and your strength and your reliance comes from him and the fear that will be seizing the world will not seize you. The fear that will be rocking and shaking the world will not rock and shake you and you will be able to stand in the last days. Amen, Scott. Oh, I like what you said. Let can we just take a minute? I know I know our minutes are precious, but can we just take a minute right right now on the face of this planet? Uh, reiterate just a little bit what you said. Right now on this planet, there is fear that is being used. Now, let's yeah. differentiate that a moment from the fear that a human mind can generate. The fear of spiders, the fear of snakes, the the fear of this and that that the human mind can generate. That that can be played upon but Charles that's not exactly what we're talking about here on this planet right now as we speak as was prophesied in the book if you'll read that dust off its pages take it off the coffee table open it up and really look at it you'll see that Jesus prophesied that the apostles prophesied in the last days that a spirit of fear would be loosed upon the face of this planet now that's much much different than what the human mind can generate it's a persona it's a being it's a it's a, a thing that's been loosed by the bowels of hell to try to intimidate, to to pressure, to push people. Charles, you've heard of the fight or flight syndrome. <clears throat> when you're under a spirit of fear, you don't think logically. You don't think things through. You don't sit and, and uh, meditate on whether the action you're about to take is right or wrong. You just immediately act like a good little sheeple, like a good little cow. You don't think. And, Charles, that's exactly what the enemy is trying to use in this last day. It's a spirit of fear. And what we're trying to teach these people, you can't fight a spirit of fear with your own strength. You can't fight a spirit of fear with your own devices, with your own thoughts. You cannot go into the books of yesteryear and find some kind of little ism to fight the spirit of fear. It takes a presence. It takes a power. It takes an anointing to yes. combat a spirit of fear. And Charles, this is what we're trying to give the people today. My heart's about to break. So I'm going to give it back to you before I get mean, but we're trying to equip these people in this last day. If you want to stand like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, then you've got to hear what we're saying, what we're giving you the tools that it takes to rebuke the spirit of fear, not to be submissive to it. Charles, please take this back over. (laughs) Well, it's all about what we've been speaking about lately on this podcast. I know that although this series is called the pursuit of God, you might be a little confused right now thinking, well, why is Scott so adamant about the spirit of fear? Why did Charles even read that scripture? If this is supposed to be a nice, pleasant little series about the pursuit of a relationship with God, it's because that pursuit of an intimate relationship with God will give you what you need to combat that fear. And if you are in love with God, if you are pursuing an intimate relationship with God, if you are looking for those secret hidden gems of knowledge and and personality that God has hidden within his word and in his spirit, 
and to whom his spirit reveals them to, then you are going to have a relationship that keeps you from being overcome by this supernatural Mm. fear that we're speaking about. So it's not by accident that we're speaking about fear. It's not something uh, that you think, well, they are all over the place. They don't seem to have a clear objective. Our clear objective is to get you home. Our clear objective is to get you to stand in this evil day because before it gets better, it's going to get worse. I'm not a prophet of doom. I just want to tell you the truth in love before the return of the Lord. It's going to get more scary. It's going to get more fearful. It's going to get more troublesome. The things that are rocking the world right now, will only continue to get worse. And what will happen down the pike next will be worse than what's going on now. And you're not going to be able to overcome it. You're not going to be able to stand against it without that pursuit of an intimate fellowship and knowledge of God through the Holy Ghost. So it all comes together. It all ties together. So just like Scott said, if you will be If you will be strong enough to listen, if you will be concerned enough to listen to what the words of this podcast are saying, if you will take heed and you will apply what's being promoted on this podcast, you will be ready when that storm comes. You will be ready when the fear of the enemy comes in like a flood. That standard that God promised that he would set up against the enemy will be evident in your life. You will be able to stand in the evil day with the whole armor of God on. You will be able to be a witness to those around you and a testimony that God is faithful when the enemy comes in like a flood, that when the darkness seems to be prevailing, there'll be a light in you that cannot be extinguished. There'll Mm -hmm. be a power in you that cannot be overcome. There will be a solidity in you, a confident faith in you that cannot be extinguished, overcome, or saturated, or destroyed by the enemy, and you will be a witness and a testimony to those around you, to this world, and to the enemy as well, that God is faithful, and that he will supply the need when the enemy launches his attacks of fear and distress. So, Scott, Again, I'm going to ask you, pray for us. Pray that we listen to the Spirit of God. Pray that we heed the voice of our Lord. Pray that we do those things that we have been speaking about in this podcast, about the pursuit of God, about preparing ourselves for the storm, about being ready when we are tested. Let me tell you something, listener. Every generation is tested in its own way whether it will be faithful to God or not. Just like Scott spoke about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were tested during the enemy's reign. There was an evil leader, and he was in charge, and he was promoting fear, and he was promoting his own agenda, and they were tested, and we 
in this generation shall be tested just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. May not be in a fiery furnace literally, but there will be a fiery furnace spiritually that will test our faith. And I want you to be ready. I want to be ready. I want us all to be ready to be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and not give in to the enemy's demands and not give in to his traps and his schemes, but to stand firm in our faith. So, Scott, would you pray? I, I will pray. And <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me go back to the tagline. You, you said uh, some of the people might be saying we're all over the place. Let, let me put the tie-in in here before we pray. You, you're not ready for combat yet. Now, I love you. I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean. But you're not ready for combat yet, you that's listening. We, we just spoke about combat, testing, standing like the three Hebrew children. You're not ready for that yet because we've got to deal with this particular thing, Charles. Well, I've got to deal with it in my life. You might have to be dealing. I'm not going to judge you. You might have to be dealing with yours. I don't know. But I've got to be dealing with it in my life. Listener, you've got to be dealing with it in your life because there's a thing that the Bible, all oh, that book, isn't it? Isn't it just doesn't it just test you sometimes that book because you want to think one way and that book says something else <laughs> it's just a testing isn't it but you know that book says whatsoever is not a faith is sin the book also states that it without faith it's impossible to please god the book also records that without faith you cannot receive anything that god wants to give you charles what is the exact opposite of faith you know it's fear yeah. It's, it's a spirit right. of fear. And Charles, if we're living in a spirit of fear, and obviously there's some people that are listening to us that are, that are being attacked by fear right now, or we wouldn't be on this subject. But if you are being motivated by fear, if you are being attacked by fear, if you are being controlled by fear, you that are listening to this podcast, that's the reason that God seems silent. That's the reason that your prayers seem to be like they're going unanswered. That's the reason why you feel like you're not getting stronger is because we've not dealt with this. And the cost of discipleship, if you will, the, the, the moving of, of the pursuit of God deals with dealing with things that are in your way with God. That's, that's a basic premise. And, Charles, we, we've got to deal with this. People might think we're all over the place, but no, not really. We've got to deal with this nasty little habit of, of being scared. And, and it's a spirit of fear that's, that's moving. And if we don't deal with it, we cannot get in the position to receive what we need from God when we pray, when we read, when, when, when we need things. God, I need you to, to calm this fevered brow. God, I, I need you to help my pocketbook this week. God, I need you to touch my daughter, my son. I need you to do things. If we don't deal with the spirit of fear, then we're not in the place to receive. We're cut off. And, and that's what we're trying to tell you this morning. That's why it ties into discipleship. That's why we've got to go this way. It's, it's Like Charles said, it's going to get worse. It's going to get stronger. There's a separation occurring. I, let, me, let me say this, and I'm going to pray, I promise. But there is a separation occurring. There is the sheep from the goats. There is a separation that's occurring because when Jesus comes back, he's going to have a people. He's preparing a people. He's getting people yeah. ready. And that's what this podcast is all about is to get you and me and Charles ready for the return of our Lord and Savior because he's on his way. So let's, let's pray this morning. Whatever fear, whatever worry, whatever doubt. 
I'm asking you with all the faith that you've got to believe this morning, whatever it is, it may, it may be impossible to you. It may be, Oh gosh, this is, God's not going to do it for me. It's just, this is not going to happen. Don't listen to your denomination this morning. Don't, don't think like your denomination thinks. I don't care what kind of church you go to. There's limitations to each one of these man-made denominations. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. Believe that God is able. Believe that God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Believe he can do anything above what we can ask or think, and it will be so. We've got to have faith this morning, Charles. We combat fear with faith. We combat it. Father, we thank you this morning, Lord, for for another chance to come into this podcast. We thank you, Lord, for the words that are about to be said, for the teaching that you're about to give us. Lord, I pray for the people right now. I pray for me. I pray for Charles. I pray for the people that will come in contact with this podcast in the future. Lord, you know the need. You know what they're going through. Lord, I know that you're tired of your people. I can just I can just sense it this morning. You are tired of your people being a punching bag for Satan's devices. I, I know you're tired of it. I can sense that you're tired of it. Lord, You, I can feel that you want a people that are strong, that are mighty. And, and Lord, you want a people that are convinced in their mind. This is the way I'm going to go and I'm going to walk in it. This is the way I'm going to go. I'm not going to let go of your hand, Jesus. I don't care what Joe Biden or the United States government or Satan himself says. I'm going to stand in what the Bible says. I'm going to stand with Jesus. I know you're building a people that are like that, that are convinced, that are motivated. And Lord, I pray for every person this morning that's listening to this podcast. You people have that spirit in you. Are you listening to this podcast? Let's come to that revelation. You've got something in you that says, I want more than the status quo. I want more than what I got right now. I know there's more than what I'm receiving, and I want more. Father, I pray that you feel that hunger. I pray that you feel that need. I pray that you touch that need that's in their life in the name of Jesus. Only you can do it. For your glory, for your for everything, we worship you, Lord, in everything. I pray that you touch that need. Now, Father, I pray this morning that your presence, which is already here, continue to be here in this podcast. Touch Charles. Let him speak as the oracles of God this morning. Let him minister to the people. Lord, let your presence take over and have its way in this podcast in the name of Jesus. And God, we'll thank you this morning. We'll glorify you. We'll praise you. We know you're going to do it. In Jesus' name we pray. And amen. 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 Thank you so much, Scott, for that prayer. Thank you, Father, for being concerned enough with your people to address the immediate problem that's going on today. It says in your word, Father, that you are present help in time of need. And I do believe that we took a yes, we took quite a bit of time to start this podcast to get to the prayer point. But God, you were addressing an immediate need in our lives. The enemy is is fighting us with fear, and you want us to respond with faith. Not faith in what we can do or faith in our faith, but faith in you, faith in Jesus Christ and his finished work on the cross, faith in what your word declares, (laughs) faith in God. 
Yeah. And that's what we want to respond with. And that's the only thing, Father, that will overcome that fear. Thank you so much for that. Father God, I just want you to know that we are going to do our best to say what you want us to say on this podcast. Scott, we are currently in a series called The Pursuit of God. And I believe with all of my heart that this is one of the main objectives that God had in mind when he started this podcast over a year ago was for us to get to a place where we're addressing those things specifically with the believer that they need to do and hear and to, to get rid of and start doing some things they need to start doing, some things they need to stop doing in order to get to where they need to be before the end of the age arrives and this test, this storm that's already begun to blow starts attacking even more vehemently than it has been. And we are in a series based on the scriptures found in Philippians chapter 3 where Paul himself is writing And I know Paul wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. He spent a lot of time writing letters to the churches. And those letters contained in them by the Holy Spirit the doctrines that we should live by, the words that we should encourage one another with, the instructions that God left us on how to live until he returned. But one of the main things that Paul said in Philippians 3, starting in verse 10, through verse 14 is the main objective that we should have in our hearts and in our minds when we walk this walk with Christ. I know a lot of people get saved because they hear about heaven, Scott. Mm -hmm. They get saved because they hear about hell. They want to avoid a hell. They want to make it to a heaven. And so they get saved. They accept Jesus as their personal savior and they ask him into their hearts. And they call themselves a Christian. But you know what? There is something that Paul described in Philippians chapter 3 that goes beyond just making it to heaven and avoiding hell. And that was getting to know God Mm -hmm. on an intimate level. Paul said there was no higher calling. I know that I usually read these scriptures, but for sake of time, because we've already used up quite a bit of time, obeying the Holy Spirit, I'm just going to say that Paul in chapter three of Philippians said that the greatest highest calling on a believer's life is getting to know God and getting to know Jesus through the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. And then, and if the Lord allows, we're going to address both of those because we as Christians love the power of his resurrection. Most of us, we hibernate there and we want to experience God's power, but the fellowship of his suffering, we avoid and we have to have both. And we're going to address those. But what the point I was trying to make today is we must be in an active ongoing pursuit of an intimate knowledge and fellowship with God. Now, Scott, we talked last week about the process of this journey and that you cannot have a pursuit of God outside of the pursuit of holiness. They are synonymous. They are 
one in the same almost. They go together in order for you to be able to get to know God in an intimate fashion. You must pursue holiness or being set apart. Now, a lot of people mistake that word holiness, Scott, as mean, meaning perfect or faultless, but it doesn't mean perfect or faultless. Holiness means set apart, consecrated for God's use, unlike anything that the world has seen. And if there's anything that this world needs today, Scott, it's something that's unlike them, something that they have not seen before, something that does not conform to the world's way of doing things. And unfortunately, the believers have been conforming to the demands of the world for a few years now mm. to the point where you can hardly tell the difference mm -hmm. between a Christian and a sinner. And if you have to ask somebody if they're a Christian, if you can't by the witness of how they live and how they talk and how they walk, know that they are a born-again believer something's wrong yeah and i want to be able to live a life scott that shows people just by my witness of my ways that i talk that there's something about my speech there's something about the way that i speak something about the way that i live something about the way that i act that shows them that I am a true believer in Jesus Christ. We need that today. We need people pursuing God in the spirit of holiness. We need people following the sanctification process. And we're going to remind ourselves again in just a moment what it means to sanctify yourself to the work of Jesus Christ so that you can get to that level where God's consecrated holiness can fall on you because there's a difference believer in sanctified holiness and consecrated holiness, but you must first pursue the sanctified holiness of a believer's life through obedience to God's word in order to reach that level that you need to pursue God. And Scott, that's what we're after. We're after a sanctified holiness that sets us apart, makes us different from the world, and makes the world and the enemy take notice that there's something different about us. Amen. 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 And this, you know, the, you, you take me back to a time, Charles, I remember a time when this was part of a Christian life. I'm talking years ago. It's been raped and ravaged now in the church and preachers don't preach on it anymore because they say the dirty word. Oh, you're you're pushing legalism. And no, that's that's not what we're saying. We're not pushing pharisaical legalism here. We're pushing standards that the book tells us we must do. John spoke to us, if I can invoke that right here real quickly, that we must come out from amongst the world. Love right. not the world, nor the things in the world, because if, if the love of the Father is in you, then the love of the world won't be there uh, like it is. And Charles, you, you spoke about how that there's a difference made in someone who's pursuing God in the way he walks and the way he talks and the way he acts. And, and Charles, that was just a big thing when I first got in church. Uh, years ago, it was a big thing. You could tell. You could watch somebody for two or three minutes. You could say, hmm, I believe this guy goes to church. Well, he's, he's not uh, drinking. 
he on the weekends he's not telling dirty jokes he's not cussing every two seconds he can't you know today's christian unfortunately today's christian can't form a sentence without a cuss word in between for a preposition mm-hmm. and and that seems to be a problem and and i know this to be a fact because i've got people that come up to me all the time and go why should i go to church when I don't see a difference in the way the Christian lives versus the way I'm living, what have you got to offer me? <laughs> what have you got to offer me that's any different than what I've got when you're doing the same things that I'm doing on the weekends? Uh, I, 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 I got to hand this back to you or I'm going to get all that feedback about being mean. But, uh, you know, there, there is a walk and there is a reason for this walk and there are benefits to this walk. And that's why we're teaching this also (laughs) just to uh, stay consistent. He commands us to walk this walk as well. Charles, please continue. Oh, you did a wonderful job. I love it. I love the fact that you said what you said. There is a walk. There is a walk that we must be on in order to please God. And that walk is what I want to talk about today. Now, there is a walk that begins after you are born again. I know there is a popular doctrine being promoted in the house of God today that you get everything that God has to offer on the day that you get born again. And uh, unfortunately, that does not line up with God's word because he said to walk with him. And to know him and to be more like him every day. And if we are to be more like him, there must be more that we can get from him. The Bible says to hunger and thirst after righteousness. Well, if you're a believer, why hunger and thirst after righteousness? If all the righteousness you're ever going to get from him all, all happened on the day you were born again. But there is a walk with God. It's not just one step. Believers, salvation is the first step, but it is not the only step. Mm -hmm. And there is a walk with God that we must be on to pursue him. And that walk starts with a sanctification process that begins when you begin to obey what you read in his word and you begin to obey what you hear when you pray And you begin to obey what the good preacher says under the anointing. When God says to get something out of your life, you get it out of your life. When he says to put something in your life, you obediently put that in your life. Mm -hmm. You don't just amen the preacher and pat each other on the back. Go home and say what a good word it was. And there's no change. There's no application of the word that you heard. There's no change in the way that you walk and talk. Just like Scott said, if there's no change in the way you live, then you're not real. You're not real. You're a phony and you're a fake and you're a Pharisee and you're going through the motions and you're calling yourself something that you truly are not. And I want you to be real for Jesus. I want your pursuit with God to be real. And it must be real by pursuing a sanctified holiness that gets you to a place where you can be consecrated unto God through his Holy Spirit. Oh, can we stop right there for a minute? Can we stop right there for a minute? Let me, let me be even keel here because we we just pounded a certain sect of people that don't even go for the holiness uh, portion that you're talking about here. Let's, let's be even keel. Let's go for those who do 
<laughs> for just a minute, because what we're not saying is pursuing a list of do's and don'ts only. And now, Charles, the, the best way that I can explain this, and, and please help me or correct me if I'm wrong, I, I got to bring this into the natural for some people that are listening. <clears throat> but but you guys and girls out there that are that are going after a a partner that are going after a girlfriend or a boyfriend or going after a wife. You, what, what we're telling you is this in a nutshell. I, I'm going to go from the guy's perspective simply because I'm a guy. Sorry, but I, I'm going to go for the guy's perspective. I single out a woman, Charles, that, that I, Hey, I'd like to get to know that woman. Hey, she really looks, you know, nice. She looks good. She's pretty. I want to go after her. At that moment, Charles, something begins to change inside me. No longer am I looking at all the women that are in that room that night. I'm singling out to this one woman right here because I'm interested. And and I'm going after her. And do you hear the holy walk? Do you hear the holy walk? I'm singling out. No longer do I look at the other women that are in the room. I don't care about them anymore. I I don't go after them anymore. I single out to this one woman that I find attractive and, I, and I'm going after her. Now, now I'm trying to call her. Now I'm trying to text her. Now I'm, now I'm trying to get to know her. And, and my whole focus, I, I got yeah. one single eye. And it's after that woman. And that's, that's where my walk, if you will, begins to get sanctified and holy to chasing yeah. that one woman. See, the, the problem with the other side of the denomination is they want to push a list of do's and don'ts. And there's no relationship. There's no pursuit. There's no singling out. Because, Charles, if we, if we just try to keep a list of do's and don'ts and don't go after the list to giver, then we're going to fail. I, I, please help me. Please help me with this. Scott, when you, just like you said, that's the whole, per, the whole word pursue, like, like I said in the first episode of this current series, is to capture. I, Why? Because you've been captivated. And that word captivated, uh, it, it appears in the Bible in different versions, not the King James version, but captivated. God has captivated your heart. Mm. And so you single him out. Like Scott was saying, when a woman captivates a man's heart, he singly pursues her and he drops all the other women out of his focus and he pursues only her. He finds out what she likes. He, he, he finds out what makes her happy. He does those things. He finds out what her favorite color is. He finds out what her favorite flower is. Oh. He finds out what her favorite candy is. And he gets those things for her because he's wooing her. He's trying to get to her and get her attention and say, look at me. And that's exactly what Scott God expects from us. Yes. And to remind us that word holiness means to set apart. And just like you said, when we pursue God in holiness, we're setting him apart from all other things in our life. We're focusing on him. We're finding out what makes him happy, what his favorite things are, what things we can do to pursue him, to make him notice us. And I know that sounds simplistic and that sounds so carnal, but that's exactly what God wants from you is for you to pursue him like a man pursues a lover, Mm -hmm. like a man pursues a bride, like a man pursues a wife. And he wants you to do that. Now, uh, if we don't pursue God 
that way you will never overtake and captivate his heart. Mm-hmm. You will never get to a place where God's consecrated holiness can come down in the form of his Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and fill you to overflowing and take you to a level of pursuit that you can accomplish on your own. Scott, there is a level of pursuit that God expects us. That is the responsibility of the believer. We talked about the cost of discipleship last week. And there is a expectation. And I want you to hear me with your good ear, believer. There is an expectation from God of a return on his investment. He invested his grace in your life. He invested the blood of his son in your life. He invested the life of his only begotten in your life. And he expects a return on his investment. He expects Mm -hmm. you to pursue him for the the effort that you can place. Mm -hmm. You must do this in order for God to realize you're real. And when God sees they really want me, they really love me, they really are hungry and thirsty for me, I can see through their obedience, through their sacrifice, through their walk, that they really want me. So I'm going to take them now through consecrated holiness to a level that they cannot reach. There is a pursuit, believer, of God that goes beyond your ability. You see, those people that promote a list of do's and don'ts, all they're doing is pursuing God through religion. And yeah. we are teaching you to pursue God through a relationship. It is not you living your life on your own anymore, but God's power infuses you, overcomes you, fills you, and takes you to a level of pursuit that cannot be achieved through human means. Amen, Scott? Amen. And and can we... For just a moment, gosh, I don't want to take away from your teaching too long, but can we can we say this work, this pursuit, this walk is not laborious? I, I, I feel like I gotta stress this for a minute. I think there's some people that that are gonna think, really what you're giving me is a list of do's and don'ts, aren't you, Scott and Charles? And it's gonna be hard, it's gonna be rough. I'm gonna take away everything fun out of my life in the end and, and just just be this sour puss persimmon walking around with, with no fun and no joy. And, and I, I've got to say, this is farthest from the truth. There are benefits in yeah. the pursuit that you have not even tasted yet. I, I'm trying to tantalize you for a minute because Charles and I are witnesses. This is the difference. I, I believe I, I can invoke this word right here. I believe it's Come time. That this is the difference in this podcast and the other Christian podcast that you might be listening to. God help you if you're listening to some of them. But this is the difference is we are witnesses partakers in this podcast of what we're telling you not only do we know it we've felt it we've tasted it we've enjoyed it we've been partakers of it there is joy there is peace 
There is contentment. There is love in this pursuit that goes beyond what a woman and a man feels in that carnal pursuit Charles spoke about. It goes beyond it. It's much deeper. It's much stronger. It's much better. When when Joe Biden jumps on TV and says, look out, the worst is yet to come. Here's another variant. You're not shaking and quaking anymore under the fear of that because you know that you know that God is with you and standing with you and through you and he's going to take care of you and he's protected you and he loves you and he calls you by his his name in the nighttime. I gotta stop. I gotta stop. I gotta stop. Charles, there's benefits to this pursuit. There's strength and peace and joy that we don't even yet understand because church and preachers have failed to deliver it to be witnesses. Let me give this back to you, sir. I apologize. Um, no, I want you to obey the spirit, Scott. That's exactly what the listener needs to hear. Is there is Attest, it says in, in Hebrews, it says, seeing that we are encompassed about by so great a cloud of witnesses. And there's that word again, witnesses. He didn't just say people who have made it, but witnesses. They are, we, Scott and I, are eyewitnesses. You know how when the law wants to find a, a criminal or, or to convict someone, they look for eyewitnesses to the crime. Well, Scott and I are eyewitnesses to this pursuit of God. We have seen with our eyes the benefits of following after God. We have seen with our eyes. We have heard with our ears. We have been witnesses. We have felt yes. a presence of God that goes beyond words and a level that goes beyond just what you can accomplish on your own walk. There are Christians today, Scott, that are pursuing God through going to church. They have perfect church attendance. They read their Bible daily. They fulfill those obligations. But, Scott, they have not set their heart mm, mm. to pursuing God. And it's a heart thing. Yep. It's always been a heart thing. And there is a level Scott, that God wants our heart at in pursuit of him. He wants the heart in it. And it's the heart of the matter that matters to God the most. Had it not been for the heart of those three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, then God would not have showed up in the fire with them. Uh-uh. And it was the heart of people like David that 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 caused God to answer his prayer, to be in his life, to bring Goliath down, to bring the lion and the bear down, to make David the king of Israel. God chose David over all the other brothers uh-huh. of Jesse, the sons of Jesse. David was the one who was least likely to be the king in everyone else's eyes. But it says God looks not at the person like the way that we look. He doesn't look on the outside. <laughs> he looks on the inside oh. and he makes that appearance and that judgment according to the heart. And he said, he looks after the heart of the man. And David was a man. It said after God's own heart, just like Paul, David's, main goal and David's main objective in his life 
was to pursue an intimate relationship with his God. He was captivated by God and he spent his life attempting to captivate or capture God himself, just like Paul. And if you'll read your word, believer, there are, there are people witness after witness through the word of God of people who decided that they would set their heart to find God. And they would say with my whole heart, I sought the Lord. And if you with your whole heart would seek the Lord, you would find him in such a way that there would be no devil in hell that could shake your faith. There could be no mandate from the government. There could be no virus launched from hell. There could be no variant of the COVID COVID virus that would scare you. You would not be fearful of the things that are about to appear on the horizon that are going to come upon this earth. That storm that I have warned you about that's coming won't shake you. The winds will blow, but you'll be like that man that built his house on the rock. Mm -hmm. And though the winds blow and the waves rage and the waters rise, your house will stand firm because it is built on a rock because you have set your heart to pursue the Lord. And if you say within yourself, well, Charles, I want this kind of heart. And I desire this kind of heart, but I realize that I don't have this kind of heart inside me. Well, God has an answer for that too, Scott. Yep. Yep. He's got a great big answer. Oh, I'll tell you what, you have given me such a a beautiful Mm -hmm. nugget. And what you just said right there, I I don't even think I can get this across, but I can sure see the picture. You you invoked David and his brothers, (laughs) you know, David pursued God and got just so eat up, captivated. I'm gonna use I'm gonna use rough words to try to get what I'm saying across. I don't feel like I can, but David decided to get so captivated, so eat up with God in in his heart. You know, you notice you notice when they go to elect a king, all of David's brothers fit the bill physically, don't they? Yeah. They, they look big. They look big. They look strong. They look tough. They're they're warriors in the army. But you see, here's the difference. God, everyone rejected each one because he said, no, this one doesn't have a heart for me. Mm. This one doesn't have a heart for me. No, no. Keep moving, Samuel. Not it. Not it. You see, there's a difference. David's brothers in the Valley of Elah looking at Goliath saw him as fear that quaked in fear, saw him as trouble that couldn't be overcome. David, you see, when he gets there with his little bag of bread, that he was that he was bringing to his brothers begins to look along Goliath, but he sees him in a different way. He looks at him as an abomination to the love of his heart, and he sees him be- because he's so captivated, because he's he's got into Jesus and gotten so enamored and so in love that he doesn't look at Goliath as a nine foot tall giant to be feared and quaked, but he sees him as an abomination to the love of his life, something that needs to be stomped out and gotten rid of. He's not quaking and feared and whatever, what whatsoever. And and I think this is what we're trying to encapsulate in today's message. Because David decided to make the consecrated move, the part that belongs to us, to pursue God and get into his fellowship, it built a heart 
Now, now, Charles, let me, let me land right here with this, and I'm giving it back to you. Here's the great thing about the New Testament. The Old Testament, God's picking people born with that heart. But he prophesied, and in, in the New Testament, he was going to create those hearts that weren't that way to start with. Can you help me? Can you help me? I'm going to take out their stony hearts and make them a heart of flesh. See, that's the greatness of the New Testament. Maybe you weren't born with a David heart, but you can have a David heart if you'll pursue it. God will create it inside of you. And no longer will you fear and quake at the vaccine or fear and quake at the virus, but you'll look at it as an abomination to be stood up and stomped out. I, I please, please help me. Please help me with this. Oh, you're doing a wonderful job. That's exactly where I was going. The Lord laid it on my heart, this scripture here. This is a prayer that David prayed because of his desire to pursue God. He said in Psalm 51, create in me a clean heart, O God. Ah, yes. And renew a right spirit within me. Cast not away from me thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. Mm. David knew how to pursue God. Yep. And just like Scott said, and I believe this is the thrust of today's podcast is maybe you've been listening to this series of the pursuit of God. Maybe you listened even to the previous series about overcoming strongholds and you've been dealing with those things in your life that God has convicted you of and you have made up your mind that you want a heart. Now, you may have been victim to these things that have been going on on the earth and the, and the things that have been unleashed by the enemy cause us to fear. And you've reacted in fear and God can forgive you of that. I don't want you to be condemned. I don't want yes. you to feel like you've done something heinous that cannot be forgiven because you reacted in fear and you went and you done something that through fear you regret. Now God has forgiveness. And I feel that in my spirit right now. Yes. There are people listening right now that have regrets, Scott. Yes. They have reacted in fear and done something, and now they regret it. Uh, for the glory of God, I'm going to testify. There was several years ago when I was a young man, and I was in church, and I was speaking, and I was praying for people. And I laid my hands on a woman, and as I began to pray with her, the Holy Spirit said to me, she had an abortion that nobody knows about. And now she's filled with guilt and remorse and fear that I won't forgive her because she made that decision in a moment of weakness. And so I prayed with her and I said, God has forgiven you. And she looked at me with her eyes wide. She said, how did you know? I didn't tell you. How did you know? Mm -hmm. I said, God told me, not to shame you, but to give you freedom and deliverance. And right now there are people listening to us, Scott, mm -hmm. right now that are being reminded either by God or by the enemy. It doesn't matter which one, but they're being reminded of moments in their life where they reacted in fear and they made decisions that had consequences. And now they regret those 
And the enemy would say to you, look what you did. There's no coming back. There's no getting out of that mess. And you've been listening to this podcast and you're saying, but what about me? I have ruined my heart by playing the harlot. I have ruined my heart by giving it to other things. I have ruined my heart and I have spotted my heart and I have hurt my heart and I have destroyed this heart that God gave me in the beginning by things that I have done and decisions I have made and reactions to fear in the past. And I feel like I don't have a heart unto God any longer. And I would say unto you, you can pray that same prayer that David prayed. And you can pray that same prayer because just like Scott said, in this new covenant, bought with better blood, the blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, he can take out that heart of stone. He can take out that heart that you gave to other things. He can take out that heart that's been made hard by decisions and abuse and misuse, and he can put in a heart of flesh, a heart that bleeds for him, a heart that strives for him, a heart that is hungry for him. If you will pray this believing, then God will give you a brand new heart, and you can begin this pursuit of God that you've been hearing Scott and I speak about. And I'm going to have Scott pray here in just a few minutes about getting that new heart. But listener, I want you to to know that God sees you where you're at. And he Mm -hmm. knows exactly what you've done. And he has forgiveness for you. He has restoration for you. Mm -hmm. He has reconciliation for you. You have not went too far you have not crossed the line you have not went past the breaking point to where there is no return but god is asking do you want a new heart do you want a new spirit i've give it to david i've give it to paul i can give it to you and you can be just like the three hebrew children you can have a heart that will stand in the evil day you have you will have a heart that will stand against the enemy. You will in these last days be able to stand against the fear that is going to be prevalent in this world before the Lord returns. Scott, do you have anything else to say before we pray? I'm I'm gonna add the one two before we pray. I'm gonna add the one two to this. Thank you for obeying the Lord. You have just spoken to the people that have regret and remorse. Yep. And feel like they've gone too far to receive it. And you've just spoke to them and told them they can be renewed. Matter of fact, Jesus is waiting for them to be renewed. I, I got to bring the one too because this is on me. Maybe this don't make a lot of sense. But I got to bring the one too. Charles just spoke to the ones filled with remorse and regret. I'm going to speak to the jilted lover for a moment. There are some of you out there that's going to be listening to this podcast. Charles, you, you, you've been there. You've 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 had an argument with your wife, your spouse, and and you all become separated. And there's, there's angerness and bitterness in your heart. Now there's some people that are going to be listening to us as well. Charles, they're on the other end of the spectrum. They're angry lovers inside. They've got questions. Why did I wind up this way? If God so loved me, as, as you say, Charles and Scott, 
Why is my life the way that it is right now? Why didn't he come through for me like he was supposed to? We've got that listening to us as well. There's only one thing that can be done. You know what happened in your life. You need an answer. The only way that you can fix and repair a relationship like that that is broken through an argument, through, through an offense, through something that's happened is a talk. That's the only way, Charles. The only way that you two, when, when, when you and your wife got into an argument and there was a separation there, the only way that it got repaired is when you two began to sit down and talk openly. You begin, you begin to be real and say, this is what happened. This is what you did to me. I, I, I've got, we've got to fix this. Now, this is what's going to have to happen to you, listener. You that are angry that, at God yeah. for some reason. You that, that you don't understand why you wound up the way you did. You don't understand why it took a turn like it has. You don't get why the Lord wasn't there when he was supposed to be there. There's a reason. There's a reason. And you need to talk to him. You've refused to talk to him because you're angry. You don't talk to him. You don't get real in prayer anymore. You don't want to talk about that situation where, quote, unquote, God failed you. And it's it's there like a big, fat, pink elephant in the room. And you can't get past it. It's time for a talk. It's time for realism. Because what God can do for what Charles just said for those people he can do for you. He can repair the damage. He can give you a reason and an answer. He can fix the way it is. And you've got to try. Your life depends on it. You've got to try because you're in a dangerous spot. Let me say this, and we're going to pray. You're in a dangerous spot, you that are angry. You're in a very, very dangerous spot. You're in a spot that can be taken out. You're in a spot that bad things can happen to you. If you don't fix it, God loves you. He's got a reason why things happen the way they are. He's glad to tell you and repair the damage because he can, because he wants to. But you've got to have a talk with him to do it. You've got to repair the damage. you got to give him a chance. Charles, I'm going to go ahead and pray at this point unless you've got anything else you want to say or add to it. God's well, building the people. The only thing I would like to say is I want some, I want people to understand a lot of people fail to move because they don't quote unquote feel something mm -hmm. and they'll wait for a feeling before they'll act upon what they've heard. But I want to tell you the most powerful thing in the universe is choice. Yep. Yep. And you can make the choice simply by will. You can hear what you've heard and your mind tell you it's true. Now, your heart might not be in a place where it feels like it's true yet. But if you, with your mind, will make a decision, and it may simply be a choice of the will that makes you pray with Scott what he's about to pray, that makes you decide to say, okay, God, I've made mistakes. I have regrets. I feel like I've went too far and messed up too much. Can you repair what I've done to my heart and give me a new heart. Or you might be that one that's angry at God and you're saying, okay, God, I, 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 I was angry at you and I know I'm in a dangerous place because you can't be angry at the creator of the universe without severe eternal consequences. And you know this to be true in your head 
and you want your heart to believe, simply make the decision to obey what you've heard today. And God can give you a new heart that once again, once again, feels for him Mm -hmm. what you used to feel before the bad thing happened. Mm -hmm. And simply a matter of choice. And I'm asking you make the choice to believe whether your heart or your feelings, and you may not have goosebumps. You may not have all these emotions rising up in you right now, but you know what you've heard is true. If you will decide to make a decision, maybe simply purely solely on will, there will be an answer come to you. And Scott, that's all I had to say. All right. Thank you, Lord, for today's word. Let let us pray. Person on the other side of this podcast, whatever you may be, whatever side of the fence we just built, you're on. Please pray with us. Please. Your answer, your hope lies in what Charles just said. You making the decision, whether it feels right, whether you feel like it in your heart, make the decision. I, I beg you. I plead with you. Make the decision. Give it a try. What have you got to lose? You got everything to lose, really. But what have you got to lose in your situation right now? Nothing. Try. Give it a chance. Father, we thank you this morning for this word. We thank you, God, that you are delivering an open door. Once again, you are building a people. You are rescuing a people out, out of nothingness. Just, just like Ezekiel prophesying to the dead bones of a dead army. Yeah. Lord, you're, you're prophesying to a people right now and you're in, in the spirit. You're prophesying to that deadness. Maybe it's a dead relationship. Maybe whatever the case may be, it's, it's at a dead stop in their life. It's dead bones. Their life may feel like dead bones. But, Lord, you brought yep. Ezekiel to that valley of dry, dead bones, and you made him prophesy, and they came up to life. Brand new tissue, brand new sinew, brand new skin, brand new heart beating, and that army rose up as a brand new army. Father, that's what you're doing this morning to everyone that will take your invitation. You're opening it up for them. Father, I pray for every person. First, I rebuke the enemy. I rebuke the fear. I rebuke the doubt that it can't be done. I come against that fear and doubt in their mind in the name of Jesus that it cannot be done, that you would not do it, that that it can't be done. Maybe there's too much anger. I rebuke the anger in their heart in the name of Jesus. It's fueled supernaturally. I rebuke it. Father, I pray right now, Lord, that you come to them right now, that you that you speak to them, that you move upon them, God, that you that you just envelop them with your love. You know, Lord, when you when you cover somebody in your love, there's no fear and anger can stand. Not one instant, not one minute. I pray you cover them with your love. I pray you come to them just like you did uh, uh, one of the disciples, Lord, like you did Peter when he when he went too far. He felt when he went too far when he thought he'd done too bad and you came to him with fish and a fire and forgiveness i gotta invoke that again fish fire and a forgiveness father i pray right now that you come to them in that same manner you envelop them with your love you tell them it's gonna be okay we're gonna work on it together i'm gonna build you a new heart lord we give you the praise and the glory for it i take it charles takes it i pray the listener make this decision today in the name of Jesus, God, you've opened the door, and we praise you for it. We give you the praise for this podcast. 
We give you the praise for what happens <laughs> after the podcast. In the name of Jesus, we glorify you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you so much, Scott. Listener, I hope you prayed that prayer. Whether you've been saved for two years or 20 years or 200 years, I hope you prayed that prayer. We all could use a new heart that pursues God with all of our heart. I hope you have enjoyed what you've heard today. I know I have. Some of it may have been hurtful. Some of it may have been offensive, but it was all the truth. And I believe it, and I took it, and I'm going to run with it, and I hope you run with it too, listener. And I want to thank Scott for helping me do this podcast. I want to thank the Holy Spirit for speaking to us, for God sharing his heart, for him answering the prayers, speaking to us about what we need to hear, and giving us the courage to accept it and obey it and apply it to our lives. Listener, we are available for you. If you want to speak to us and reach us outside of the podcast, we have a YouTube channel. We have a Facebook page. We have Instagram and Twitter. All you have to do is look for Cry of the Watchman and you will find us. Also, we have an email address if you would like to write to us. Let us know what this podcast is doing for you. Any requests that you might have that you want us to join our faith with yours and pray, or you just simply have any feedback you would like to share. That email address is key underscore David underscore ministries at yahoo.com. We would so be blessed to hear from you and we would reply in a timely manner. We want you to reach out. We have blogs available for you to read. All the things that I've spoke about will be linked in the show notes of this podcast. And if you would help us share this podcast with others, send this podcast to your friends, your family members. There are others that need to hear what you've heard today. There are other people that need to be restored, revived, renewed, just like you're going to be. And if you will help us, you will be a productive part of this ministry. You will be rewarded in heaven for every effort you make to help someone else make it home and to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ before it's too late and before the end comes. So help us do that. It is so good that you've listened to us. I'll, if the Lord tarries and we are allowed to come on this a week from now approximately, then we will have another podcast regarding the pursuit of God. And we will speak more about that consecrated holiness that comes after the sanctified holiness step in our process of pursuing God. In the meantime, it is our prayer that God richly bless you this week and that you are filled with his joy and his love. We pray right now that everything that's been said resonates in your spirit until we are together again through this wonderful podcast. It is the prayer of the key of David podcast. It is a prayer of the watchable wall ministries that each and every person repents for the kingdom of heaven is at hand.